Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business Law Roundtable podcast. This is Tiffany Ng, and I am an attorney in the litigation department of Book Culture. We are happy to have Denise Field join us today to talk about a writ of attachment. To provide some context, in these difficult economic times, a great number of commercial loans and equipment leases are in default, and commercial debts are not being paid. A commercial creditor has many options to consider before choosing action. In California, it may take a year or more to obtain a money judgment. If the creditor chooses to litigate, by the time a judgment is entered, all of the debtor's assets may be gone, perhaps because the debtor may have used the assets for itself, transferred the assets, or because another creditor has been quicker to seize the assets. So what can a creditor do? Denise is going to walk us through the prejudgment remedy of attachment. Denise Field is a shareholder in Buckhalter's commercial and business litigation department. Her practice emphasizes creditors' rights. So Denise, let's start with the basics. What is a writ of attachment? Thank you, Tiffany. Attachment is a prejudgment remedy providing for a judicial lien on assets until a creditor obtains a judgment. Attachment's a remedy authorized by statute in California. It's the California Code of Civil Procedure. And the purpose of attachment is to secure assets to satisfy an eventual judgment. An attaching creditor may obtain priority over other non-attaching or later attaching creditors. An attachment lien will last for three years from the date of issuance of the writ. Although many states allow for attachment, today our discussions could be focused on California law. And as we talk about attachment, there are a few things to consider. One is this is available for a commercial debt, not a consumer debt. And two, it may be obtained prior to obtaining a judgment. Got it. So we went through what is a writ of attachment. Now, why is a writ of attachment beneficial to a creditor? There are a few benefits of obtaining a writ of attachment. The first one is priority. An attachment lien would protect a lender's priority so that a judgment ultimately obtained can be enforced against the attached property. Without an attachment lien, an unsecured lender risks being subordinated to other consensual or judicial liens, effectively rendering a judgment later obtained against the debtor to be of little or no value. The second benefit is that it encourages settlement. Giving notice to a debtor that a lender or creditor is seeking attachment may focus the debtor's attention on the lender's claim, especially when the debtor is facing claims from a number of different lenders. Also, if the court enters an order for attachment, the court will have determined that it's more likely than not that the lender will prevail at trial. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, a little later in the podcast. 
and this lien will prevent the debtor from transferring, borrowing against, or using the assets pending the outcome of the litigation. And the third main benefit of attachment is that it provides the creditor with the right to conduct discovery of the debtor's assets. And you can discover the identity, location, and value of property in which the defendant has an interest. This may be very important when you're trying to determine what the assets are of the debtor. And this is a right that generally is only available to a creditor after the creditor obtains a judgment against the debtor. This seems great, but are there any risks involved with taking this step? The first risk is really it's a cost issue. What you want to do is do some pre-planning and make sure that the debtor has some assets so that when you get the order for attachment, it's not just an empty order. The second risk to keep in mind is that a creditor must be sure to only attach property that is authorized by statute and court order. So when filing an application for a writ of attachment, what does a creditor have to show? There are certain things that a creditor will have to show by application and evidence submitted to the court. The first is that the claim itself is subject to attachment. It has to be a claim for money based on an express or implied contract for an amount that's fixed or readily ascertainable and not less than $500 exclusive of cost, interest, and attorney's fees. The other showing has to be that the creditor has to show the probable validity of the claim, that it is more likely than not that the plaintiff will obtain a judgment against the defendant on that claim. Also, a creditor has to show that it is based on an unsecured claim or claim secured by personal property, and that the attachment is not sought for purposes other than to secure recovery on the claim. So we've talked about the considerations before seeking an attachment. What is the actual procedure? A creditor must first file a lawsuit, which generally includes a breach of contract cause of action, and then file an application for right to attach order. I know I've personally experienced this. I know a lot of courts are backlogged, and this situation has gotten worse during the pandemic. A hearing may take several months to obtain, and then sometimes it gets continued for another few months. Is there something that a creditor can do to request a hearing on an expedited basis? And if so, what showing has to be made? There are certain situations in which a creditor can seek a writ of attachment on an expedited or ex parte basis. For an ex parte application, in addition to showing that the attachment is otherwise proper, as we discussed previously, a plaintiff must show that there is great or irreparable injury which would result if the issuance of the order were delayed until the matter could be heard on notice. There are certain situations in which greater irreparable injury may be inferred by a court, including, for example, that the defendant is insolvent 
and unable to pay their bills as they become due. Plaintiff must prove that there's a danger that the property sought to be attached will be concealed, substantially impaired in value, or otherwise made unavailable to levy if a noticed hearing were required. In other words, you have to present specific detailed facts to the court such that a court will limit the notice to the defendant for the hearing on the writ. Are there any boundaries to the assets subject to the attachment? I mean, are there any differences between individuals versus entities as well? Yes. For entities such as a corporation, partnership, or unincorporated association, a writ of attachment can cover all property within California. For an individual, it is a bit more limited. For example, property subject to attachment may be real property interests except leasehold interests with unexpired terms of less than a year, accounts receivable arising out of the defendant's trade, business, or profession with a minimum balance of $150. Also, all but the first $1,000 in an individual's bank account would be subject to attachment. California also provides a list of property that's exempt from attachment. Attachment will not issue on a claim against an individual based on the sale or lease of property, the furnishing of services, or the loan of money where the property, service, or money loaned were used primarily for personal, family, or household purposes. In addition, there are circumstances in which the assets of a guarantor of a corporate debt may be subject to attachment. Now, I know sometimes this happens. It's that a debtor files for bankruptcy protection after the attachment order is issued. So what happens if a debtor files for bankruptcy protection after an attachment order is issued? The answer to your question is going to depend on when the bankruptcy is filed. An attachment lien automatically terminates if the debtor files for bankruptcy or makes a general assignment for the benefit of creditors within 90 days after the lien attaches. However, if the debtor does not file bankruptcy within the 90-day period, an unsecured creditor effectively converts the unsecured claim to a secured claim in bankruptcy and gains priority over other unsecured creditors. Thank you, Denise, for walking us through all the steps uh, for a writ of attachment. It is obviously a very important tool for a creditor to consider. Today, we discussed some of the factors, including the financial situation of the debtor, both in terms of assets and debts, and there are other factors that must be considered, uh, which will be on a case-by-case basis. Next week, our podcast will focus on bankruptcy issues, which we briefly touched upon today. As always, we welcome suggestions. Feel free to contact us at businesslawroundtable at buckalter.com. Thank you.